Welcome back to the Pearls and Pearls podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kay. I hope you're doing well and you're having a great start to your week. We are officially coming to the end of February, moving into March. And today's episode is a part of the Mr. Mrs. series, which essentially for anyone who's new around here, it is essentially a relationship segment where I cover topics that are suitable if you are single, if you are dating, or if you'd like to get married one day, or if you're just kind of in between. So today's episode was actually inspired by TikTok. And once I start getting into a few things, you're going to understand why if you have been following what has been happening on there. So before we get into that, let's talk about Valentine's Day. So I know this month was Valentine's Day. And I know when it comes to Valentine's Day anyway, for me, is that there can be a lot of FOMO. It's funny, I was saying this to someone earlier this month. When I was single, I think I cared a lot more about Valentine's Day than I do now that I'm actually in a relationship. And I think it was just that element of that FOMO, that fear of missing out that fear of like everyone has plans but me, everyone has someone but me. And I guess it can be one of those days that makes you realize that you're alone if you feel alone or it can just lead you to making comparisons between yourself and others. And I guess if you are someone that you're a bit of a romantic and you're into that sort of thing, it can be a pretty sad day if your situation doesn't really allow you to live out your expectations. So for me, Valentine's Day has never really been a super big deal. But now looking back on it, I can see, especially when I was younger in secondary school, it was one of those days that I'd almost feel like I needed to have someone in my life. It sounds so crazy thinking about it now because I was like 15, 16. And really, what did I know about love? I knew nothing. But that FOMO aspect really made a difference to how I felt about Valentine's Day. And for me now that I'm in a relationship and I'm in a healthy and happy relationship, emphasis on both of those, because I think it's very important. (laughs) I don't feel that sense of like, oh, we need to do something for Valentine's Day because for me special dates are important to me but the dates that are special to me are more in relation to our own relationship like our anniversary or when we got married or when we officially started dating for me those dates are more important to me than Valentine's Day and also I don't want you to wait for one day in the year to treat me well you gotta do that throughout the year so for me I've never really been a huge Valentine's Day person but if you are a Valentine's person let me know how was this year for you And what was your experience like, whether that's coming from a single perspective, a dating perspective, or someone that's married. But let's talk about Ristisa. So if you are on TikTok and you have been following, because this also happened around Valentine's Day. So there's a creator on TikTok called Risa Tisa and she started a series called Who the F Did I Marry? There's actually a true crime documentary called Who the Bleep Did I Marry? Which is a similar kind of concept. It's where people share a story of the person that they married, the experiences they went went through in realizing that the person they married was just not who they thought they were. A lot of the time, this person was a criminal, maybe they were a con artist in some aspects, or they were even dangerous to the point of maybe they were a serial killer. So I've watched <laughs> pretty much most of the episodes of that series. So I was remember I was scrolling on TikTok and she came up. So I'd saved um, her video It was a video of her talking about things her pathological liar husband lied about. I saved it in my watch later. I've got like a folder in my TikTok called watch later. So I save videos in there that I don't have time to watch in that moment that I want to go back to later. Long story short, it blew up. (laughs) So that first video that I'd seen that I was going to watch later, a friend of mine was actually telling me about it. Like, girl, you need to watch it. 
and telling me a bit more about her story. So I started watching the series and there are just so many interesting things we can take away from it. Of course, her situation may not happen to everyone. I'm not gonna divulge too much of it, just in case you wanna watch the series and I highly suggest you do. It is quite long, it's 50 plus parts, 10 minutes each, but you can watch it in times two or simply just watch the video where she talks about the things her pathological liar husband talk about. But leading to this episode and what I wanted to speak about specifically is desperation in dating. And not just in dating, in relationships in general. I think if you're someone, especially as a woman, I know that some people that listen to this podcast are men, but speaking more so to women, I think when it comes to desperation, it's affects us more. I do believe, of course, men can also be desperate when they're dating. But I think for us as women, there can be more of a pressure which leads to desperation when it comes to dating. So how do you know you're desperate? Let me share a couple of things that I would say can help you to identify whether you are desperate or not. Because sometimes we don't realize we're being desperate. Sometimes we don't realize that We've gotten so absorbed with this thing that we want, this desire that we have, that we're not, we're no longer thinking straight. We're no longer allowing our morals and our expectations and our, and the things that are really important to us to be at the forefront. So how do you know if you're desperate one day in? I think a couple of things, firstly, is looking at, am I forcing situations that just aren't aligned? Maybe you're getting to know someone and when it comes to your core principles or the things that you both want in a relationship, they don't align. They don't, they're not compatible at all. But maybe the person's good looking or they're financially stable or they have a good family or maybe there's some things about them that you really like. But when it comes to the core of who you are and your expectations and your morals in life, they just don't align. I would say in a situation like that, if you willingly know that you guys are not compatible and you're trying to force it, there's an element of desperation in play. And I think it's so important for us to not allow our desire for a relationship or our desire for companionship or our desire to be married or to have children to cause us to ignore the discernment that God gives to all of us. Listening to stories like Risa Tisa or even people that I know in my personal life or looking back in my own life at bad decisions that I made, not necessarily relationship-wise because I never really had many relationships, but looking at other things like jobs that I went for that I only took them because I was desperate and I was trying to leave where I was at. And maybe I didn't really look into it clearly about what the expectations were going to be like, what the company was going to be like, and how I allowed myself to make certain decisions out of desperation. So coming back, I feel like I kind of went off point a little bit. I truly believe that when it comes to relationships, especially in hindsight, there are always going to be red flags. There are always going to be things that happen that kind of show you that, pause, take a moment, let's look at this. This isn't making sense or you're not aligning with the person on this aspect. Let's look at something as huge as having children. If you really, really want to have children, that is important to you. It is a very bad idea for you to settle down with someone who is completely against having children. Yes, people can change their mind, but also, especially if you're coming from a point of, what if the person never changes their mind? If you're looking at settling down and having a life partner, someone you want to commit your life to and you want this to be a forever thing, if something as important to you as children doesn't align with that person, it's probably not going to work out. Or what will happen is maybe the person will come round or they will compromise to make you happy. But if that's not something that they want, 
they're going to end up throwing it in your face or even it can lead to resentment, which you don't want. So it's really important when you are getting to know someone or even when you're in a relationship, because sometimes we can fast track things or we can find ourselves in a situation that we should have never allowed ourselves to get to. So if you find yourself in a relationship where you do not align with core important morals and principles and you're essentially just kind of forcing the relationship to work, Sometimes it's important for you to take a step back and for you to really assess and ask yourself, why am I still in this situation? Am I here because I feel like there's nothing better out there? Am I here because I really do believe in the relationship and the potential that we have together? Or am I allowing desperation to keep me in this situation? And of course, it's a lot easier to leave a relationship when you're not invested as much time in it and it's less complicated. You don't have children together. You don't have financial ties together. So if you are just entering the dating game now, you're just getting to know someone now, you are in a much better position in the sense of it's easier for you to take a step back and for you to decide, okay, let's end this right now because we are not compatible, then for you to see certain things, ignore it, force it, five or 10 years go by, you've been together a long time, and now you're actually in a relationship that you probably shouldn't have been in from the beginning, but you've invested so much time, effort, energy, maybe even money (laughs) yourself into this, and it's so much harder to then break away from it, because you're thinking about everything you've invested. You're thinking about the sacrifices you've made. And sadly, this happens a lot. And I think this is why it's important to really assess what is driving my decisions when it comes to dating. Am I allowing my desire to overshadow my discernment? When you're dating someone and getting to know them, it can be so exciting to get caught up in the excitement of everything, the the romance, you know, the, the new experience and the newness and the excitement of everything, which is great. And I think It's a really good thing to experience, but you can't allow all of that to kind of make you switch off the rational part of you. You need to be looking for, not necessarily looking for red flags, but just being aware of things. If you see something or something happens that doesn't make sense, don't just ignore it. Don't just be like, oh, it's not that bad and tuck it away because that thing that you're tucking away today is going to become a problem tomorrow. So really allowing yourself to be aware and not ignoring things because I know sometimes there's certain people they have a habit of something is there they can see something is there but they will ignore it and hope that things will just get better and sadly when it comes to human relationships it just doesn't work that way so if there are certain things that you can already see maybe a problem speak about it talk to the person get their view Don't just listen to what they say, but also look at what their actions are telling you. Because it's easy, especially on on the other side of it, if that person really likes you and they want the relationship to work, it's easy for them to say what you want to hear. But look at what are their actions showing me. Don't just listen to what someone's word says, but also look at what their actions are showing you. This is going to help you to really see and assess whether there is compatibility there. And also going back to the thing of how do you know if you're desperate? You can kind of identify when you've gotten to a stage of desperation in your dating life, when you find yourself slipping your standards, maybe before you would have never allowed yourself to go out with someone who doesn't respect you. But now, because maybe you feel like you're getting to a certain age or you're lonely, you're dropping that standard. Respect is no longer important anymore. As long as the person will take you out or spend time with you or compliment you, it's okay. 
So I think when you start dropping important standards, now when we're talking about standards, we're talking about key important things. We're not just talking about superficial things like, oh, he has to be 6'4", now you're dating someone that's 5'11". No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about really core things that are fundamental and are going to be important to the relationship working out and also being a healthy situation. In this life, there are people that they will go through it they will persist they will not give up on that relationship even though it's time to leave they will stay even if it's to their detriment we're not talking about just having a long relationship for the sake of just saying i've been with this person for 20 years we're talking about healthy and happy relationships if you're in a healthy relationship this is what we're striving for Because yes, generations before, there were people that were married for 50, 60 years. And my question is always about what was the quality of that relationship? Of course, some, the quality was good. It was a healthy situation. But it's not just about having longevity. It's also about having health and having partnership. And I think when you are in a situation where you are in partnership, you're in a healthy relationship, that's where that element of two is better than one comes in. Because in some relationships, sadly... Two is not better than one in that relationship. Two is destroying each other. And you're no longer two, it's even becoming one because you're minusing each other. You're removing, you're you're subtracting from that person. When you're coming together in partnership, that's where the strength comes in. That's where you see when someone's in a relationship and that person is even happier. That person is doing better in life. They are thriving. They're in a they're in a safe space. The way that I see my relationship, it's like home. My relationship for me is like home. It's a place that I want to be in. It's a place that I feel safe in. It's a place where I'm comfortable. I can be myself. I can be my quirky, crazy self. The side that people don't really see. That's what my relationship to me is. It's a place that should be like home. It should be safe. It should be where my heart is. Home is where the heart is. That's how your relationship should be as well. It should be a safe space, not a place that you want to run away from. And if you find yourself in that kind of situation, you've then got to start asking yourself those tough questions. Don't allow your desire for companionship, for relationship to overshadow your discernment. It's easy to get swept away, especially when feelings get involved. You know, when you start catching feelings and you like that person and you start envisioning your future together, it's easy to ignore the red flags or even the amber flags because it's not always red flags sometimes there's amber flags sometimes there's some green flags and if you want to know what some of those flags are I can do an episode on it but just sometimes take your foot off the gas a little bit take some time to really kind of look at the relationship objectively And I think also this is why it's important to have good sounding boards in your life. People that you can speak to that will be honest and open and objective with you. People that can also give wholesome advice as well. Because sometimes you may have some sounding boards, but the advice that they may give you is probably not healthy and it's not going to, to take you anywhere good. But having people like that, and if you say, do you know what, PK, I do not have good sounding boards in my life, invest in having that. Investing having a therapist, investing having someone who is going to be impartial, they're going to be honest, they're not going to over consider your feelings, they're going to be open and honest with you. Having that is so important. Having people that you can learn from, not necessarily aspire to be like, because 
no one's relationship is perfect but having people that you can look up to you can get good wholesome advice from is really important because one of the things that we can take away if you know the Risa Tisa story time is that a lot of the things that were happening in her relationship which were toxic which were unhealthy which was emotionally abusive and manipulative she kept those things to herself she didn't speak to anyone about it and she kind of just suffered in silence as a result I think also another good indicator for you as well is if you're in a situation where you feel embarrassment to speak about some of the things that you're going through, that in itself is an indication that you are in a very unhealthy situation. If you feel like you need to hide certain things, if you feel like if anyone knew this, they're going to think I'm stupid or they're going to think negatively of me or they're going to think negatively of my partner. That can also be an indication to you that okay, this isn't right. If I'm feeling like I need to hide this or I need to just, no one can ever know this, then something's not right. There's a difference between being private about your life, but when it gets to the point of secrecy to where no one can ever know I'm taking this to the grave, typically there's something not right with that situation. So that's also something to consider. If you are dating or you are in a relationship as well, community is just super important but even more so than having community healthy community is important before we wrap up this episode actually i wanted to end on this note so there was a comment on a video that i spoke about speaking about the takeaways i took away from risa teaser story time and someone commented that the church makes women desperate and i definitely i'm gonna do a tiktok talking about it but i had a few points that i wanted to speak on this and one i do agree with the person because i've seen that and i've experienced that in my own life and I've seen it happen to other people. I've grown up in church and church has always been a very big part of my life. And I think for women, a lot of the time there is more of a pressure to be married than there is for men, 100%. No one can, I don't think anyone would even dispute that argument. And as a result of that pressure, it can lead women to becoming desperate whether it's desperate to have children, desperate to get married. And I think once you have church and you mix culture into the mix, it can even be an even more intoxicating cocktail. And I think that's why it's important to really assess the moves that you make and why you're making them those moves. Am I doing this because I feel I have to? Am I doing this because this is actually something that's important to me? Or am I doing this because I feel like there's a pressure and I have to do this because my family's on my back or even my own goals are on my back and it's just not worth it. I think any decision made out of desperation is destined for disaster, especially when it comes to a relationship. If you get into a relationship simply because you're desperate, it's probably not going to work out. Or if it does work out, it's because you're forcing it. So yeah, that's my two cents right there. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I want to know from you if you're listening on Spotify, what do you think are some of the factors that can lead to someone getting desperate when it comes to having a relationship? I spoke about a few today, but I want to know your thoughts. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you have, do leave a rating or review and of course, share it with a friend. Let's continue the conversation. Have a great rest of your week and I'll be back with you in the next episode.